This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. We are live with the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. We love to do fitness. These are my friends. I've got my co-host, Kat Shear, Charlie Odie, and special new friend, Alexis Raptus. How you doing, Alexis? I'm good. How are you guys? It looks beautiful there in Georgia. Yeah, it's so nice. I don't know what the temperature is, but it's it's literally perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a nice week here, even in the Midwest. Um, before we went live, um, you had someone in the background talking to us. I did. I have him yeah, right here. <laughs> this is Obi. He's mm. a little. <laughs> he's a year and a half. Um, he's a mini sheep doodle. There he is. Oh, Good so grief. <laughs> oh my gosh, Obi like uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, like Obi Kenobi. Love it. Yeah. Are, are you a Star Wars a fan then? I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. My boyfriend is, and but I always loved the name, and we kind of like got that name from the movies, um, and it just fits him. Like he's <laughs> such a. <laughs> is it because he's wise and and has his sage he, advice? He, yes, he is. Like he seriously acts like a human. It's the weirdest thing. I've never met a dog that has so many human characteristics. Like he just sits there and he's just so proper and i don't even know how to explain it but he's just a little human in there i swear i know exactly what you mean my dog does that i i have long conversations with my dog it's oh, just yeah. him and i in the afternoon when i'm at work and we talk all the time yeah oh they're such good listeners you know they really are <laughs> did you grow, did you grow up with animals um yes my parents had a little yorkie poo um we got her when i was probably eight. So I grew up with, um, a pet in the house and then she passed away last year actually. So that was pretty hard. Um, and then I ended up getting Obi about me and my boyfriend got him about a year and a half ago. So it's been interesting having your own dog. Cause growing up, like it's the family's dog. So we're all sharing like things and responsibility and so having your, yeah, responsibility. And so having your own is completely different. Um, and it's been awesome. Like he just keeps me company and he's always so excited to see me when I get home. And it's just so fun having him around. It's the best. How did you and your boyfriend do raising a puppy? Because I know when my boyfriend and I, who is now my husband, when we got our first dog, yeah. it was rough. It, yeah. We had, we, we bumped hands a little bit. Yeah. Um. I mean, when we got him, he was already potty trained a little bit. Um. And so that helped, but I would say he was like, he never cried at night. He was always a decent sleeper. It was the, like, for some reason, I don't know if it's the breed, but he was a like a biter. He would like come and nip at us. Yep. And that was so frustrating because I had holes in so many of my leggings and my sweatpants and I was just getting so annoyed by that. And then right when we thought he was trained, like with potty training, he would just randomly like poop or pee on the couch or like the carpet or whatever and that was super frustrating but honestly like it, the puppy phase was hard but 
I feel like one day it just kind of clicked and it was so good after that. Um, it was such a short time that was frustrating. And now, I mean, I can't even imagine life without him, but there was some definitely hard times, but I think it actually made us closer on um, just to be able to have like something that we work towards together. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been cool. That's good. So I have an interesting question about your boyfriend. Uh, yeah. I just got done watching the uh, interview you did with Training Think Tank. Oh, yeah. And so you said in, in that interview in 2013, he's the one that introduced you to CrossFit and you yeah. were just friends at that time. Yes, we were. Well, when you're only 23, that's a long time ago. Yes. I was, gosh. Well, we started when we, my first year at the games, we weren't dating. We were just training partners, honestly. And I guess I was 16. And then the year after that, when I was 17, we started dating. Um, and now it's been, I guess, six years. I can't even believe it. Um, but yeah, we were friends for a while. Um, he grew up with my older brother, actually. They went to school together. So I had always known him and he had been in, in and out of the house, uh, came over all the time. But it wasn't until we started doing CrossFit together and he kind of became my coach and we were spending a ton of time together and we just had so much in common um, that we started dating. Was there a moment that you remember, that you recall? like? Oh crap. I really like this guy. Yeah. I, it was actually, I don't know. One day he was leaving for, um, a military trip and I wanted, like, I don't know. It was weird. Cause I knew he was going to come back, but I like needed to tell him how I felt about him. And mm. I just told him it was crazy. I don't like, we weren't even dating. Um, and I just like, I felt like I needed to tell him. And then after that, we kind of just started, I guess dating. That's when we don't we don't really even know when we started dating, to be honest. But I think that was probably like the start of it all. Um, but I just wow. Knew. So you like dropped a bomb on him. You were I like, did. "This is it." Yeah. This is how I feel. Yeah, it was crazy. I've never done that before. <laughs> but I just I don't know. Like I had never been so sure about something, and I just knew it was weird. What was his response? Uh, he felt the same exact way. I think we both cried. And yeah, <laughs> he told me like, he like got in his car that night. And when he was driving home, he was like screaming and like cheering because he was so happy because he, he had told me that he had a crush on me like a year before that, but I didn't like him then. And so mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, no, like, no, you don't and kind of just like brush it off. So I knew he had liked me, but it took me a while to get to that place with him. That is so okay. awesome. I, they I'm say feeling, the, Scott, are you thinking what I'm thinking? We need to have a, we need, we're going to need to have a follow-up with him. Yep. We, we do couples we interviews. Do oh, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah he's actually not here. He's um, <laughs> in Texas uh, at uh, Air Force School right now. So he is not here. Well, well we were going to give you a little bit of yeah. time to get through the syndicate and all that before, yeah. <laughs> before we'd schedule that one. But um, they say the best relationships are have a foundation of friendship. Mm -hmm. And so you guys kind of done that and you've you've been together a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the friendship part helped a lot just because, I mean, he knew exactly who I was before we started dating and I didn't have to act like I was someone I wasn't. He knew who I truly was um, for years before. And I think that 
helped a lot because he liked he liked me for who I was. It wasn't like some person that I was acting like in front of him, you know. So right. you didn't see your highlight reel on Instagram and then exactly into your DMs like how everybody starts dating nowadays, which I is know. crazy to me. I can't imagine dating now. That would be that would be hard. Scary. Like finding someone now. So this is going to be an off the beat question. You have a tattoo on your forearm. Yes, I do. It is very, very interesting. Thank you. I designed can you it. Can you explain the meaning? Um, so I wanted a cross on, I wanted to get a tattoo of a cross, but I also wanted um, an arrow incorporated it into it. So I kind of, oh, there we go. I, oh, cool. Yeah. I designed it years ago and I knew I wanted to get it tattooed at some point. Um, and I ended up getting it, I think like two or three years ago now. Um, but the arrow I always thought was super cool because it felt like, it kind of resembled a lot of the setbacks that I've been through where like when you're pulling an arrow back, you feel like you're just being pulled back in like 10, taking 10 steps back and it can be really frustrating and hard. And then it shoots you in a different direction that maybe you didn't know about, or maybe you didn't see before. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, like for me, I've had a bunch of different injuries and stuff that can be hard to see the positive side of it in the moment. And then after, you know, you go through it and you learn and you grow, you realize I needed to go into this different direction. Um, but I didn't know that before. And so I just kind of, um, I don't know, there's a lot of meaning behind it. And yeah, I just knew I wanted to get a tattoo of it one day. So that kind of takes me in a direction I wanted to talk to you about. And and you kind of talked about it on the podcast with Think Tank, but I want to take it in a little bit different direction. So you talked about the offseason being pretty rough mm -hmm. after West Coast Classic. And I actually have a video. I interviewed you after the next to last event on at the West Coast Classic when you had just, I think you won the event. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pull that up real quick and we'll play that and then we'll go after that. Okay. Um, it may just take me a second. <laughs> so Alexis, you came into this event in sixth place and you smashed it. How are you feeling now going into the last event? I'm just excited. I knew today I needed to make a statement for workout if I wanted to get into the top five. So I'm just going to go out there and have one thing that I know I can do on the last workout and see what happens. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all the feels. All the feels. Yeah, seriously. So you, after that event, you had actually moved into fourth place. Mm -hmm. You were in a game spot. And then the last event didn't go as planned. Yes. And that kind of started this, let's call it growth period um, of the yeah. off season. Mm -hmm. where you actually were competing on assist in your knee mm -hmm. um, and still doing really well, but fighting through a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And then you had to have surgery on that, which was a huge setback. Then you go through and you have a minor tweak to your back. What did you learn in that off season about yourself? And then how did it come to fruition in this year's opening quarterfinals? I would say it taught me how resilient I am. Um, I think a lot of people 
would have quit in all of those different scenarios just because it is hard and it's hard when it feels like you're getting a lot of signs to stop. Um, I just felt like in that moment, it felt like, um, I don't know, it felt like almost God was telling me that maybe this isn't my plan. And that was hard just because I had worked so hard and put in so many years and it's like you question you question your purpose in those moments. And I knew that no matter what setback I was going to um, face, I knew that I couldn't quit and I knew I needed to continue on and I needed to accomplish this goal that I've set out to do. And so it taught me that um, I'm super resilient and no matter what happens, like I will face, I will face it and work through it however I need to. And I think that helped me this season just because I know, like, no matter what happens, I can get through it. Um, I've worked through so many things in the past, and I know that I can I can work through whatever comes in the future because there's always going to be something that comes up. And the results that you had in the quarterfinals, second in North America, mm-hmm. um, did that help you to understand that you don't have to doubt yourself as much that that if you just stick to the plan and go through the process you you'll make it work out yeah yeah and i think it's hard because you don't people say that trust the process but you have for me it's been hard because until you see a placement like second place it can be hard to actually trust it cuz you don't see it paying off yet and to not qualify for the games yet you don't see that hard work really paying off because you haven't done what you want to do and so to prove to myself um in the open and then quarterfinals it's just especially for my confidence it's just helped me know like i am on the right track everything we're doing is working um i just need to stick to it stay healthy and it'll all sort itself out and you're a person of faith, mm-hmm. correct? And yes. so does did that help you this off season? Yes. I um I've been praying more this year than I probably ever have in my life. Um and honestly, I think that's helped me a ton this season just because I know like I know that it's not I know that God has a plan for me and I'm just trusting that everything um, is going to work out how it's supposed to. And maybe it's not going to happen exactly how I plan it to happen. And it's not supposed to. And that's just put a lot of, it's put me at peace because I'm not wasting time and energy worrying about everything now because I just trust it. So you, you had some success as a teen in the 16, 17 year old division. You made the games twice. Mm-hmm. Did that taste of the games make you want the individual games so much and make this a harder struggle lately? Yes, for sure. Um, I think in the team division, you go from being one of the best and it feels so good and it's fun to being back on the bottom end of the, um, like being, you know, you're pushed back into a pool of women that's um, on a totally different level and being 18, you know, you think, you think that you're there and you think that um, it's the same thing and it was a rude awakening. Um, 
but I know how much fun I had and I know that I want to get back to that spot um, in the women's division. And so I definitely think that it's just kind of lit a spark knowing what it felt like to have success in the team division. Um, but now it's like, I want that again in this uh, division for sure. When you'd come so close, you finished sixth at West coast mm-hmm. and in a very, very stacked, stacked semifinal. Mm-hmm. So from an outsider's perspective, I don't look at you as on the bottom. You're right there with them. And it was just a small margin that kept you out of the games. Mm-hmm. But I can see from someone who's been there how that would feel like defeat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes down to like, I could look back and be like, oh, it was just that clean when really it was a lot of different things. Um if the events were in a reverse order, it would have been different. Um, and I would have blamed something else. And so, I mean, yes, that clean, I needed it, but there's all the, it comes down to literally seconds and little mistakes that I made and little, um, just tiny little things that you don't really think about until after. And you're like, dang, I should have done this. I should have done this differently. And it really is those tiny little details that end up affecting um your whole weekend and ultimately like coming down to 11 points like I was out 11 points and it could have been um one other event that maybe I went a little bit faster maybe I transitioned faster done the sandbags um touch and go like just little things like that that could have impacted the end result did you did you watch the games last year um, I watched some events of the games. Yeah. Did yeah. you by any chance, cause I would do this. I'm, I'm not competitive. Did you follow Reagan and Danny in the games and think to yourself, like, hmm, if I was there instead yeah. of them, cause they were fourth and fifth, right. In the, in, in the yeah. event, like, oh, I would have done better here. And Danny, I think left early and Reagan, you know, didn't make it to the last day or, or whatever got cut early. Yeah. Is, is that like some of the things you think about when you watch it? I definitely did think about that. It was weird because with the whole COVID thing, like Carrie and Danielle or Carrie and Bethany both didn't even get to compete. And then Danielle or Danny and Reagan both like got cut early. And so in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I, I need to be out there. Like, and I love, I feel like all the games events are super just I just love all of them like I love running I love getting outside I love the weird stuff um and so all of those like running event they did so much running and I was like oh my gosh that's literally my jam and I wanted to be able to show that so badly so yeah I definitely thought about that um I I was thinking for you actually when we heard that Carrie and Bethany were out I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if they will backfill. <laughs> you know, like, just call me. I'll yeah. be there. I was you like, know? I'm ready, guys. I don't care what's going on. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Yeah, it was tough. But I think you said in the podcast yesterday, you were hurting pretty bad yeah. by the time your season ended. And, and maybe it's best you didn't work out on that cyst in your knee. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was in a lot of pain. Um, 
I seriously couldn't even do an air squat without wearing a knee sleeve. It was ridiculous. I, it was a weird time because I knew I needed to get stronger and I needed to be squatting. And so I pushed through it for probably a month or two too long. Um, and then it got to the point cause I just, I thought it would get better cause I was getting it treated every week and I thought I was feeling a little bit of progress. Um, but I think it was really just me shutting out the pain and hoping that the pain was going away when it really wasn't. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, I, I don't know if I could have actually done the games if I was even there. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, like it is what it is. I'm glad that I got it taken care of. I wish I would have done it sooner, like right after West Coast, but I was a little bit stubborn and I thought it would just go away on its own. And I had no idea that it was a cyst. And so, yeah, it, it really did all work out how it was supposed to. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And that blows my mind that you finished sixth. 11 points out and you were in that much pain. Yeah. I mean, there I was so high on adrenaline and emotions. I see, I didn't feel anything. Like I didn't feel any pain. It wasn't until I got home and took a couple weeks off that I was like, Oh my gosh, my leg is, I mean, even walking up and down the stairs was painful. And that's when I knew I was like, I need to get this checked. This is not right. Yeah. Well, this is a new season mm -hmm. and you have qualified for the syndicate crown um, as pretty much the number one seed uh, because you were second in North America. Uh, that is a week and a half away. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Actually, it's a week away. What am yeah, I yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. We'll all be in there in a week. Yeah. And so we've actually been doing a special where we're trying to interview as many of the athletes of the syndicate crown as we can. Oh, cool. Uh, so we've talked to a bunch of athletes this week and the workouts got released yesterday. Mm -hmm. Have you seen them? Yes. I saw them all. <laughs> Have you tried them? I've tried a couple of them. Yes. Good. And uh, what are your initial thoughts? I love them. Yeah. I think they're all super challenging. Um, a good mix of skill, um, a wide variety of stuff. I feel like it's going to be a really good test. Is there any one workout that you are will admit is the one you're looking forward to the most? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're all, I don't really think I have one that stuck out. I think they all are pretty fun in their own way. You know, yeah. not one athlete I've asked has said what that would be. Yeah, you've got to play your cards right. You know, hold them, hold them <laughs> close to the vest. Yeah. Play the game. Play so the game. it's again, you're you're in a field that's that's got some some heavy hitters coming in. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's Haley and Christy and um I know I'm missing Brooke. Mm -hmm. And um I think Brooke's Brooke. at Brooke's at Mac. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. I don't even yeah. know. To be honest, all. That that was the question I had for you. Like, do you yeah. even notice who the other competitors are, or are you just focused on I'm going in to kick the door down full force with what I can do best? Yeah, that I am. I don't. It doesn't matter who's there. I I want it to be a challenge, and I want to go up against the best. Um, 
so yeah, I'm excited. Whoever, I know a couple of the girls that you named, um, but I haven't really looked like too far into it. I'm just, I'm just ready to do what I do. Can I say, I just love that. I love that you don't even know who's there. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that, it doesn't matter. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it just tells me like, you're so, so focused on being the best you can be that mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's a pretty cool mindset going into the season. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious, what do, what do the next 10 days look like for you training wise? What, how do, how does, do you, do you deload? What is, yeah. What's happening? Explain. Um, tomorrow and Saturday, we'll probably test a few more events, run through some things and then Monday too. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll train not super hard. Um, and then I'm lucky enough to be able to drive to Tennessee. So I'll drive on Wednesday, get there, get situated, and then um, be ready to go on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like we've already peaked um, our intensity. And that was like last weekend. We had a pretty hard uh, semifinals prep camp. And now it's just staying healthy. Um keeping the lungs open and just getting touches on the events. Nothing crazy. Are there any other uh, training think tank athletes going competing at syndicate? Um, yes. One of my friends, um, one of my training partners here, her name's Allison. She will be there and the um, training think tank team will be there also. also. Yeah. Okay. So, so Mike and Mike and yeah. those guys. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are you guys getting a big like place all staying together? Are you getting hotels? Um, I have a hotel with my parents. It's like okay. five minutes away. Um, mm -hmm. It has a kitchen and yeah, I just didn't want to be super far from the venue. Um, yes. I don't know what anyone else, I think most people are getting hotels or Airbnbs, mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's like, I heard that there's some graduation that weekend, so it's going to be super packed and crazy. Yeah. Not just some graduation, but yeah. yes, the University of Tennessee graduation. Tennessee, I'm like, Crazy. of course, the weekend that we have to be there. Um, so yeah, everything. Yeah, it, it made finding a hotel room a little tricky, but we, we got yeah. one. I know and my parents like did that before, like quarterfinals was even over, just because good. it was yeah, just get it done. Yeah, and you just graduated yourself. Yes. Yep. Did you miss your graduation, or are you? I did. Yeah. It was last weekend. <laughs> I, um, yeah, we had a camp last weekend, so I was here training. Um, I didn't really care to walk, to be honest. I, I feel like it would have been a waste of time. <laughs> it would just, I mean, it's like thousands of people and yeah, it wasn't something that I really felt like I needed to do, but it feels good to be done with school. Um, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders and it just feels good to have just one focus now and not have to worry about anything um, in that area, have a little bit less stress on me, um, a little bit more free time. What did you study in school and where'd you go? Um, I went to the University of Utah and I studied human development and family studies. Um, it's a behavioral science degree. Um, it was, it ended up being like, I so I took five years to graduate, 
but the last like I guess two years since COVID it's been online um the COVID year I was online and then I actually just chose to stay online which Mm -hmm. made it convenient with training and stuff and then I'd been I'd had been able to move here and just finish school here um, online, which has been super nice. But it's definitely like just a weird experience, I guess, online. It didn't feel like I was, I don't know. Like it felt like I was in school, obviously, but it was just not the same as when I was on campus. 100%. I can, yeah, totally understand that. It's a completely different vibe. Yeah, but it feels so good. Like I'm I'm so proud that I did that. Um, and stuck to it because it it was really hard. And I think it, I mean, it taught me like how to manage my time super well, but it was also super stressful. And I definitely let the stress get to me at times. Um, so it feels good to just, just de-stress and not not worry about like assignments. No more papers, no more homework. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. So back to uh, the training piece, syndicate is the first weekend. Are you yes. glad that you're in and done? You get it done and out of the way first? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted um, the first weekend, first or second weekend. I thought, I mean, we didn't get to choose, but going into it, I thought maybe I would. So I kind of, like if I had a choice, I probably would have chose one of the Tennessee ones first. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to just go and be the first to do it um have less time to think about those two workouts too because <laughs> terrible like, isn't it not, yeah they're gonna be that. that for weeks i'm like oh i'm glad i'm first and then the training camp that happens at training think tank do they they try to set it up so it feels like you're in a lane just yeah. like semifinals. they put the little cones at the end yeah. for you to touch like all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, how much of that is fun to just kind of let loose with your friends and how much of it sucks and hurts? Um, it's, it hurts every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun though. Um, I think it's just it. Cause when you're training and you're not practicing those little things like transitions and running to the finish line, you get into the competition and like by practicing that it's just instinct. Like we're just used to doing that. So you don't even have to think about it. Um, And it's also just like, we're used to going so hard and we're used to practicing just like we're going to do it on game day. And so nothing's new. It's just, it's just how we've been training. And so I feel like it's helped us prepare um, exactly how we need to be. Do the men and women go at the same time during this mock semifinal weekend camp? Um, It depends on the workout. We did – it just depends. Like, if there's a ton of heats, then we'll probably – like, we were doing men and women heats. Um, But if it's – like, we did, like, a trail run one morning, and we did everyone together. I just – I'm asking because I want to know how many times you beat the boys in workouts. I beat the boy. <laughs> Me and Travis are very competitive with each other. Um, okay. I don't know how many times I've beat him, but I feel like every, I feel like it goes back and forth, like every workout and he'll just come over and like shake my hand and be like, well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But, 
I don't know. It's it's like every single day one of us beats each other by like like literally seconds. It's so crazy. You would I mean me and Sarah too. It's like we'll beat each other by like one rep. Like every other day it's just like one of us by one or one rep or like 10 seconds. It's so weird, but it's good. Like we're pushing each other so hard. Um like that. They're so much better. Yeah. So I I have to admit this. Travis is my favorite male CrossFitter. He's awesome. And and we interviewed him, and I couldn't, and I mispronounced his name. I was so nervous. Oh, when Travis he came Meyer. On, I I oh. mispronounced his name. He's been my favorite since like 2016. Oh, yeah. You Travis. might as well have called him Trevor. Oh yeah, Trevor. My dad yeah. will call him Trevor too because they have like a sign in the gym that they like tape they shirts, over. don't they? Don't they have t-shirts yeah, they have too? How could you yeah. know? Yeah. Travis, good old Travis. <laughs> yeah, I totally. Where's he going? It. Where's he going for his semi? Uh, Granite Games. The Granite Games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for him. It'll so that good. that group of people you're with now, Sarah, Travis, they're there every day. Yeah. Um, what is that community like? Um, it's honestly like a little family now. Um, it's been the best decision ever I've ever made with CrossFit to move here. Um, we're just all so supportive of each other and super competitive. So we're all pushing each other every day, but at the end of the day, we all want each other to do really well. And, um, so it's just fun. Like we just have so much fun, um, which makes it, which makes you be able to continue to do it. Cause if it wasn't fun, it just, it wouldn't be worth it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been a blast. It makes it so much easier to train when oh it's God. fun to go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I look forward to it every day cause it's just like, it's just, yeah, it's fun. Like we're, we're practicing like, you know, transitions and everyone, um, is just like, I don't know, like we're all we all have the same goal and we're all so dedicated and we have the same lifestyle and it's just easy and fun. And like we hang, like we'll do stuff on the weekends and it's just, I don't know. It's like a family now. It's like the saying where you become like the five people you spend the most time with sort of, yes. you know, it's just like yeah. everybody's kind of bringing each other up. Yeah. And everyone's so good at different things. Like there's so many different athletes. I mean, Jake is here. Like, Noah um, will come in and out. It's just everyone's so good at different things. Allison, um, my training partner, she's amazing at like rowing and she's super strong. And so everyone pushes each other in different things, which is awesome because not everyone is going to like, you know, be first on everything. So it's super helpful to have a ton of different athletes here. What made you decide to go with – go ahead, Charlie. I was just going to say, so is it like Noah, like that crazy cousin that comes in every now and then and you're like, this guy's out of control. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> he brings an energy that is like no other. He is so, he is like the most amazing human. Um, he's awesome. He, I wish that he was here every single day, um, obviously, but uh, yeah, he he really is that, that cousin that just comes in randomly and... <laughs> Yeah. The fun cousin. Yeah. The fun cousin. Yeah. I was going to ask what made you decide to go with training think tank? How did that all come about? Um, I had a friend who 
had worked with Adam actually and had a really good experience. And I I didn't really even know what Training Think Tank was. I don't even know if I followed them on Instagram. I just knew uh, Noah and Max and um, Travis. And so when I looked on their website, because I was, I was in the process of finding a coach, um, but just didn't know because there's all these different programs out there. And I didn't know. I had tried a ton of different, like, blogs or whatever, like the free programming that you can get to. Sure. Now. Um, but I really wanted a personalized coach. And so I looked online and Adam was available and I just emailed John and he was like, yeah, you can uh, meet with Adam tomorrow if you want. Um, so we got on a FaceTime call and I was just kind of, I was just ready to give it a shot. I had nothing to lose and I just figured might as well put everything into, you know, trust Adam, not have to think about any of my programming, um, have him do all of that. So I didn't have to stress about anything. I was just able to do what he told me to do and kind of just trusted that and yeah, rolled with it. Right. I don't Were you really... in Utah at that time? You were living in Utah? Yes, I was living in Utah. So we, we had done um, the remote uh, mm -hmm. coaching for like two years. Well, now it's been three years, but I guess last year was my first time really living here and being able to be um, on site and actually coached by him. Um, so yeah, I kind of just heard of training Think Tank and went with it. Like it wasn't anything crazy. I just kind of trusted it. Yeah. So where, where did you grow up, Alexis? I grew up in Michigan, um, a city called Wixom. It's about uh, like 30 minutes outside of Detroit. Um, yeah. So it's about a 10 hour drive from here. Um, so it feels closer than Utah, that's for sure. But it definitely is kind of, I'm still not super close, um, which sucks because like I'm a def I'm definitely a family person um, and miss my family a lot. But yeah, I love it here. It makes it easier to be here. Yeah, we're, were you we're in, actually, go ahead. I was just gonna say, were you in Utah for school, just for school then? Yeah, I moved for school, um, but also for training. There was a really competitive gym that I went to, Salt Lake City CrossFit. At the time, um, they took like two teams to the games. It was really my first experience with a ton of competitive athletes. Um, and I was the only individual, but I was also going through some of my back injuries at the time. So it was just kind of like a, a weird spot because then like they, they took away regionals and then it was like sanctional or sanctionals or whatever they called it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I went there for school and training and uh, stayed there for four years. Absolutely loved it. Um, but that was, it's a little too far from home. It's like a literally 24-hour drive. I've done the drive a few different times and it's very, very far. So you actually competed at the 2017 regionals in the open division. Yes. Um, you would have been what, 17? Yeah, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. So they're making a fuss all the over all these new girls doing this. You did this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, that was a fun. That was a really fun regional, and I really wish I had 
because that was the year of the dumbbell. It was like everything had dumbbells and nothing was barbells. And I wish I had done more dumbbell work before that year because I remember um, touching that 50-pound dumbbell and literally like wearing gloves. I was like belted <laughs> up wearing like lifters and it was insane. Like that dumbbell felt so heavy. And I remember the 2159, uh, it was like ring dips and dumbbell snatch. That workout absolutely destroyed me. I think I took last place. I was doing singles on the dumbbell. Um, and it was just like, it was, it was super fun, but it was also like, oh my gosh, these girls are legit. And I have a little bit more time to build, um, before I'm at their level. But it was just so cool, like, being able to compete with these girls that I had looked up to. Um, we even – this was a couple months ago, I remember, because Sarah was in that regional. She was living in Tennessee, and I had told her. I was like, we had competed together before. And I, like, we, like, Google, like, YouTube the videos, and you can see me. I'm, like, super itty-bitty, like – tiny trying to lift all these dumbbells and she's just like a boss and just like touch and go in them and I'm like, I just remember watching her compete and just being in awe because it was like it looked magical watching her um so it's super crazy like full circle to now be her roommate and training partner uh yeah it's fun to look back you make transitions so easy um so uh, I wanted to talk about Sarah as your roommate um because I was a volunteer at that 2017 regional. I worked oh. security and Sarah was so good to the security staff. Oh. She shared her gummy bears with us, um, all that kind of stuff. And now that you're her roommate, yeah, I think she's one of the most genuine people in CrossFit. She is. How has it been living with her? Yeah, she totally is. She's the kind of person that um, who you see on her Instagram and social media is exactly who she is in real life. Um, she's so real and normal. She's like, you just think of these athletes as like these robots and they're not even human and living with her. It's like, oh my gosh, she is so normal. It's crazy. And, uh, so fun. Like we just have so much fun together and she's hilarious. I feel like we're always laughing. Um, but when it comes down to like training, she is a competitor and she's, she knows how to turn it on. And, um, she pushes me so hard. I'm so thankful to have her, um, to have her here. She's so funny. I she's asked her for a selfie. She took my phone and took a selfie of herself and then handed it back to me. <laughs> I'm not even surprised at all. She, oh my gosh, he's hilarious. Yeah. I still have the picture cause I think it's one of the funniest stories ever. Yeah, and all of her like little, because uh, she not all of the Icelandic words translate to English, and so she's always she like calls things different things, and it's just so cute. Like, I just love. I wish, yeah, I just wish everything was called uh, like how she calls it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so how has that helped you um, on the competition floor? Um, I mean it's. Like the workouts came out yesterday and being able to bounce ideas off of someone like her is amazing. Um, like talking to her about different paces and how she would approach different workouts because she's been there. Like she's had so much experience. Um, and so it's been super helpful because you don't know, like you don't know what anyone's going to do, obviously. And I can only control what I can control. But 
to have someone like her be able to kind of validate some ideas that I have um, just makes me feel a lot more confident going into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to find out some more questions. I want to ask you a question about your gymnastics background. So you mentioned that you were a gymnast. Well, in, a, in other podcasts, not today. We haven't talked yeah. about it yet. Um, but you had a gymnastics background and you quit like at about 13, 14. Yeah, I was like in eighth grade. So what, what made you stop? Um, I ended up having surgery on both of my elbows. Um, I had a ton of elbow pain, probably like I was in seventh grade when it started. And um, I mean, gymnastics is just a very intense sport and uh, it's very serious. And when you have something that's bothering you, uh, the coaches kind of tell you to suck it up and push through it. And so I had done that for months and months and it got to the point where my elbows were in so much pain. I just couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't push through it any longer. And so I went to the doctor and I had this, they diagnosed it with, I don't know the whole name, but it, they, uh, they called it OCD. It stands for something. I think like pitchers get it, gymnasts get it. And it's basically just like repetition, um, like too much repetition on your arms and little pieces of cartilage had broken off in my elbow. So I really couldn't like my range of motion was like here to like, well, I guess you can't really see, but I couldn't straighten my arm. I couldn't touch my shoulders. Um, mm -hmm. It was, it was horrible. And there was like crunching in my elbow. Well, both of my elbows, I guess. Um, so I went to the doctor and they couldn't even believe that I was able to even train on my elbows. That's how bad they were. And so I needed surgery, but obviously I couldn't get surgery on both of them at the same time because I was still in, I was in school and needed at least well, you, one. Well, you could have, but that would have really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I needed at least like one arm to live. Um, so I had surgery, um, went through PT. And then once I was a little bit more recovered, I had another surgery on my other elbow um, and then went through PT and recovery for that. And then my first day back to training, um, I was on floor and doing a tumbling pass and felt my elbow pop. And I knew something was wrong. It just didn't feel right at all. Went back to the doctor and I needed a third surgery. Yeah. Wow. So it was, um, it was tough being so young and going through something like that and not being able to do what you love because it was, it was such a hard sport, but I, I loved it for that. Like I loved the hard training and I loved being different. I loved being the gymnast at school and, having muscles and being strong and being able to do things that no one else at my school could do. Um, it was just a really cool experience and a, a cool time in my life. And so to have that taken away was really, really hard at such a young age. Um, but I realized at that point, like maybe this really isn't worth it. Um, I didn't want to be in pain any longer. And so I decided to step back from gymnastics and try some other things. Um, which was really hard. I mean, I was going to ask, like the transition to high school was probably difficult because yeah. I, I know I grew up doing a sport like uh, doing an activity like that where you weren't part of the school. You were just always doing your yeah. own thing. And so school was very stressful because all the people in school hung out all the time and did the things and they were on the teams and 
And here I was coming in sort of like, hey, guys, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was really hard. Um, And I was so used to training four hours a day every single day. And that was like what I knew was normal. And that's what I like to do. And I, I was so serious and I took everything so serious and I wanted to be the best in whatever I was doing. And so from going from that to trying high school sports was very hard because most of the people didn't care. Most of the people didn't want to be at practice. No one wanted to actually condition or train or it just was, it wasn't serious. And so I, I didn't really enjoy it because it just felt like a waste of time, to be honest. And I wanted to be in shape and I wanted to be able to keep my strength. And it just didn't feel like with high school sports, I was going to get that same feeling. And so I tried different things. I tried to get into competitive diving because I thought that it would translate well with gymnastics, but it was kind of the same thing. It There really wasn't as much training as I wanted. The practices were only like an hour long and it just didn't feel, I don't know, it didn't feel enough. Like it wasn't really filling that void that I had. So um, that's kind of when I found CrossFit and fell in love with it because it was hard and it was challenging and it was like grueling and I missed that from gymnastics. Has it filled the hole? Uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of – CrossFit reminds me of gymnastics a lot, and especially having a coach now um, reminds me of gymnastics, but in a much healthier way because – I was going to ask, like, yeah, you went through a period of time where you didn't have a coach. Was it really hard to, like, put your trust in someone knowing that maybe the gymnastics coaches that you had – didn't have your best interests in yeah. mind, you know, push you a little I, bit too much. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think a lot of gymnasts get burnt out and injured and just deal with a bunch of crap because of that, because these coaches don't always care about their, their athletes as a person. They care about them as, you know, their athlete. And here it's, they training think tank, which is something that I absolutely love. They put the athlete first and their like needs and as a human being first. And it's like, it's about creating healthy, happy athletes, not about just like making the fittest athlete in the world, you know? And it's been hard because I feel like as a gymnast, I was brainwashed in the sense of like hiding my pain and pushing through pain and not wanting to show my coach my pain because I didn't want to be seen as weak or like I was trying to get out of a workout or something. And I still struggle with that. Um, But it's helped a lot being here on site because Adam can see me every day and he can tell if something's off just by looking at me. Um, And I'm not scared to speak up about if something hurts now because I've learned the hard way, you know, if something hurts and you push through it, you're, you're literally only making it worse. Um, Instead of, taking, um, you know, taking the time, addressing the issue and getting ahead of it because it could be just something super small. But if you let it just linger, like I did with my elbows, um, it turns into something way bigger. Um, so yeah, it's completely different, uh, having Adam as my coach, um, opposed to how it was in gymnastics for sure. I can imagine. I wanted to just ask you one last question. Um, either advice for up and coming teen athletes or thinking about your own experience, something maybe that you would have done differently knowing now, knowing then what you know now. 
Um, I wish I would have started working with Adam years ago. Um, that's probably the one thing I wish I would have done because um, I think when you're young, you feel like you're indestructible and you can do everything and it kind of catches up to you and you learn bad habits. And I think if, if athletes uh, who want to make it to the games and they're young and they have all this fire in them, if they just find a coach and trust the process and do what they're told, I feel like a lot of them will be a lot healthier and happier down the road. Um, and it can be hard because it might, you know, your coach could tell you, yeah, you, you might not make it for five years, but you're going to make it the right way and you're going to build this foundation and you're going to be healthy. Um, it can be hard to hear that. And I don't know if I was, you know, a 15 year old girl, if that's what I would want to be hearing, but I think that is what um, will create a really healthy um, athlete down the road. So what do you do to center yourself? You know, there's a lot of training going on. There's a lot of recovery. You're taking care of your body. But when you just need to like get back to Alexis, mm -hmm. what's the first thing you do? Probably go for a walk with my dog. It's like one of my favorite parts of the day. I feel like. I can just de-stress, not think about anything, just get out in nature. Um, it kind of just brings me back. Um, yeah, probably and, my favorite thing to do. So I'm going like to interject real quick. Sorry. Your dog must be really good on the leash. He's a pretty good on the leash now. Yeah. I mean, walking my dogs is not a, none, not a oh, stress relief. Well, yeah. It's so I mean, stressful. When he, when he was a puppy, he used to pull a lot and that was like, so stressful. But um, I walk, yeah, no, now he's really good at walking and it's just peaceful, honestly. Having him, just hearing like the birds and being out in nature, it's like my favorite. And do you trail walk him or? Yeah, I'll do, there's a couple different neighborhoods around here and then there's a few different trails like five minutes away where just literally in the woods walking and it's so nice. So last question, a week from now, you get your ticket to the CrossFit Games. What's the first thing you're going to do afterwards? Oh my gosh. Uh, probably cry. <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, I definitely just want to soak it in and enjoy every single minute um, of the weekend. And... I've just, I don't know, like there's nothing I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I've always dreamed about like training for the CrossFit Games, the training side of it, because that's when like you can go and like mountain bike and swim in the lake and do all these fun things. Um, but like, I guess right after, maybe eat like a super unhealthy meal and like eat a ton of ice cream and just enjoy the moment. All right. What kind of ice cream? Oh, yeah, this is important. Um, yeah, probably mint chocolate chip or peanut butter chocolate ice cream. See, Kat no and fruit. I, we, we fight because no, I like. Fruit. No, no, no fruit. Thank you. Yeah. No fruit. No fruit and ice cream. It's the no. best. Nope. No, Andrew and I are opposite. He like always gets the fruity ice creams and I'm always all chocolate. Like, yeah, the rich, decadent, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a black cherry chocolate chip guy. 
I mean, it's like not bad, but it's not what I want to eat. It's not ice cream. Juice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I will, too. The I, other thing we die. Right. I hope the other thing you do uh, when you get your puncher ticket is you lean over and give Scott and I a high five because we'll be there at the syndicate yeah. Yeah. watching yeah. and cheering. Yeah. yeah. I just, oh, I can't wait to just do it and just see like Adam and my parents and everyone. Yeah. After. yeah. That'd be nice. Do you have well, another, uh, any other crew coming besides your parents? Um, I mean, my friends from the gym are coming because um, like the team will be there. So it's, it's a good group of people for my gym and it's only a couple hours away. So everyone yeah, can you have a big crowd. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And we're, I'm hoping to get interviews as you guys come off the floor again, so we can update that one that I played and get <laughs> yes. something a little more up to date. Yeah. Yeah. With a better ending. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Alexis. This yeah, has been a guys. treat hanging out with you for an hour. Yeah. I'll see you guys next week. All right, Sounds we'll see good. you there. See ya, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.